Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Loudest Podcast. I'm your host, Asterios Kokonos. We're the loudest podcast on the internet, and with me is the loudest co-host on the internet, Sarantia. Hi, how's it going? We're out here in the desert for your birthday. I'm having a great time. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Even though it's we're, uh, we're here for my birthday, technically. It's always my birthday. I feel like it's always your birthday. And one of the things that we do on your birthday, we get you incredibly high in the desert on a big sack of gummies and then we record a podcast you remember we did this last year yes i do what did we watch last year i just remember spending a lot of time talking about jake novak with you in the desert after you had eaten all of those gelatinous pyramids of weed jake novak now here's the thing rancho you're giving me faces here. I just want to let you know you're making faces. No, I completely remember Jake Novak. It's just the edibles kicking in. I know. That's the thing. I know, Rancho, I apologize if I wasn't even implying that you wouldn't know who Jake Novak is. He wants to be the next SNL cast member. He still does. The other night, you did what we often do in our relationship, which is you go, I wonder if Jake Novak has made a video. And I always say, no, he hasn't. He's he's, he's done with that. But you what had you discovered? It's so interesting because exactly one year after the SNL cast member disaster, he put up another, he put up a meme. Yes. He made a meme. Yes. It's very not funny. You want to describe it? Okay. I'm not going to force you to listen to it, listener, but it's Jake Novak. He's just sitting there being like, wow, you guys, uh, it's been a while, but I have to tell you something. I'm calling you about your car's extended warranty. And then he pretends to be on the phone at some like shitty job being like, See what you made me do? Would you rather me doing this? Would you rather me working a job like a peasant? Did he say that last part? Yeah, he did. Okay. I mean, that was implied. Really? I think so. Are you sure he wasn't just trying to say a meme? Listen, I know that Cars Extended Warranty is a meme. I don't know why it's funny. But then again, like that's kind of not the point of a lot of memes. They're just like... Flock calls, wouldn't you say, Rancho? They're like flock calls. They pretty much are flock calls. That's a really good way to describe it. I was buying coffee today, and the lady was using like a little tiny hand grinder to grind the coffee. And she said something, and she was like, yeah, I had to Google it, but then I didn't get an answer, so I had to Google it and then Reddit at the end. And I was like, ha-ha, yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how you got to put Reddit on the end of something if you actually, like, because uh, SEO has just obliterated the internet. So if you want to get an actual answer from a human being, you have to, like, look up a Reddit thread with a guy answering your question. But then she's like, yeah, and then she takes the coffee out of the thing and the little thing, and she points to it, and she's like, you may not like it, but this is what Peacock coffee grinding performance looks like referencing the fact that the machine is small and slow and shitty and i fucking love i was like well yeah you're a member of our of our flock yeah okay if, I, if we were in the wild and you were a bird i would protect you with my life i very quickly noticed you and that lady becoming best friends i wish i could take her home with me i wish there was a not weird way for me to say wow your teeth are really straight her teeth were so fucking straight. Did you see them? They were like chiclets. Really? Yeah. Okay. Were they so straight that it caused like a different kind of problem? Like, I don't know, she looked like a real life Timmy Turner? No, it was interesting because they weren't creepy. Usually when I see teeth that are like perfectly straight, yeah. they're creepy. Yes. Because they're veneers. Yes. I hate veneers so much. Can you explain to our listener what veneers... I'm just, here's what I'm saying. 
trigger warning, content warning. You're not going to like what Rancho's about to say about veneers. Yeah, content warning, stupid. Uh, okay. Oh, not stupid. This is horrifying to hear about. I don't think so. They're porcelain caps that you They're, put over your they teeth. They file down your teeth like Dracula teeth Okay, first. can I explain what it is? So veneer is what they are. If you ever see a celebrity with a creepily white smile, like their teeth are too perfect and too in line, they probably had veneers installed, which are perfect teeth made out of porcelain that they file down your natural God-given teeth and then they slip over them these caps, these porcelain caps that are meant to look like the perfect mouth, but I think they look fucking terrifying because they're it's like uncanny valley, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah, no, that's the thing where it's like when you see like an 80-year-old guy with like a perfect toothy smile, it, just, it doesn't, it, it don't sit... It wrong. It wrong. You're not mad at the guy. You're not like gonna go over there and be like, "Hey, how how damn like you look like a freak." But it's just like it's not right. It's wrong. I saw somebody in a restaurant the other week that had veneers, like the w most terrifying veneers, and I was trying so hard not to stare at them, but goddamn, they were staring at me. Stereo. It's 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 very it's very very difficult. We haven't really explained what we did to you. Last time when you took a gummy, you took like a gummy or two, and you were like a little loopy, but like I listened back to it, I edited it, you were pretty much normal. This time we decided to like leave nothing to chance when getting you destroyed. Yeah, I've taken about, listener, I've taken about 100 milligrams of THC in the form of a bunch of edibles, and I'm riding a light, right now this edible ain't shit, but we'll see what happens in half an hour. They're not just any edibles though. Can you describe the name brand and maybe talk a little bit about the brand? Uh, yeah, the brand is the Heavy Hitter brand. If anybody is trying, they have pretty good carts. They got pretty good carts. I got some. Um, they're available for sale sometimes at the legal dispensary. I'm thinking about mailing myself a bunch of them home because they're pretty good carts and they're like half the price in California for some reason. Yeah, as they are in New. Yeah, as they are in New York. Yeah, Heavy Hitters. It's this new player in the market, heavy hitters. I'm surprised you're not like more amazed by like that there's like a new king in town of weed that is for people who are so addicted to weed that regular weed don't work. I mean, all I'm going to be real with you, Chief. All of these brands of yeah. weed and strains and shit, they all just blur together in my brain. It's like all AI generated. Like if I woke up 20 minutes, if I went to the bathroom and came back out here and you were like, yeah, and this episode sponsored by Hoopity Gummies. You've been eating. And I was like, what happened to the heavy hitter? And you were like, what are you talking about it's been hoopity gummies this whole time i'd be like yeah okay yeah it was hoopity gummies this whole because none of this means anything to me like my brain doesn't even register it it's it's like you know how your eyes your eyes can't see like out of the corner of your yes. head like yes. if you take your hands and you put them at 90 degree angles like this and you wave them around you can't see them but you can see like your surrounding background there you can't see your hands where they are i just want to interrupt you are you sure you're not high are you sure these edibles aren't working Okay, I got a game for you, Asterios. Uh -huh. I'm going to name an establishment in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You tell me if you think it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. Okay. Woody's. That's steakhouse. No, that's a gay bar. Okay. That's it. That's the end of the game. I got to get more. What? Where did this come from? <laughs> I heard, uh, I heard a podcaster playing that today. I was listening to a podcast about Ozempic. And they were so like, wait, so you heard a segment on a podcast and you were like, I'll just repeat it verbatim. Yeah. Uh huh. 
You're high out of your goddamn mind right now. I feel a little high. What are you doing? You can't just take, you can't just like read David Letterman's top 10 list. Well, I didn't expect you to sit here and fucking scream at me about my sources for three minutes of stereo. Excuse the hell out of me. I'm so sorry about this one-off line has become a whole tangent of yours. Please, no, keep going. I'm sure this is going to be fucking hilarious. It just sounds so much like a morning drive time bit that I had to call it out. I used to do a show like 20 years ago where they would play a game called Strip Club or Hair Salon. I was just thinking about the fact that Woody's, it was like, they came up with three of them and they were pretty good. And I was like, I should send them in Woody's because I bet they don't know that that's like the gayest. (laughs) Oh, you know Woody's and they don't know Woody's? Correct. So you didn't stop. So you stole the framework of the game, but you generated your own question and answer. Yeah, I probably would have had more items on the list if I wasn't just coming up with it off the dome. I Listen, I just have to say, I apologize. I didn't know that you'd created fresh content for an existing... I thought you just heard this Woody's thing on a podcast you're listening to about Ozempic. By the way, why are you listening to a podcast about Ozempic? What? This is fucking fascinating, man. Did you know how they discovered it was Gila Monster Blood? I'm sorry? Gila Monster Blood. I'm sorry? Do you know the Gila Monster? It's a big, it's a gigantic, (laughs) it's a gigantic fucking lizard. And I, I didn't know this, but I learned this on the podcast. It apparently has the power, if it food is going short, to like slow its digestion down so that it doesn't need to eat more than like once a month. So there's this scientist, how they discovered Ozempic slash Wagovi is there's a scientist who's like, I want to heal a monster. I want to figure out how it does this. <laughs> And he got a vial of its blood. He got a heel monster shipped to him. And after a bunch of tests and shit, that's how they found this hormone. And after synthesizing it in a lab over and over and over again till it was compatible with a human, then we got Ozempic. I'm just going to put out there, that's how Spider-Man villains happen. (laughs) Like, very specifically, there's a guy named Dr. Kurt Connors. And, like, he loses his arm in the war or something. I don't know. He don't got an arm. And he sees lizards, and they can regenerate limbs. And he's like, how come they can regrow arms? So he gets one of them and runs a bunch of tests on it. Look, uh, long story short, he uh, injects himself with radioactive lizard blood, and he becomes a giant monstrous lizard. That's what this guy did! Maybe that's why it took so long to find Ozempic. Because people are like, you know, these uh, Gila monsters, if we could figure out these Gila monsters, it's like, yeah, sure thing, you crazy asshole. Like, why don't you go get an octopus's blood and then inject it into yourself and grow arms too, dick licker. Get back to work. Well, to be fair, it took the Gila monster a very long time to get here because uh, he had to fly business class. Oh, well, you had to buy two seats. Well, well, yeah, obviously. Very I mean, fat lizard. He's the talent, and you treat the talent right. Is it only me who just wants like something to go horribly wrong with Ozempic? We all want this. What? Listen, there are like people out there who's like whose dream, like they jizz to the idea of like one day the vaccine, like flipping a switch and turning everybody into zombies. I want that, but for Ozempic and semaglutide and all these other like skinny shots. I want that, except when the switch gets flipped, everybody starts getting fat. Yes! (laughs) At the same time. Because what I've heard about Ozempic is that when you get off it, you gain back all the weight and then 
even more weight because like you've addicted your body to Ozempic, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think what Ozempic does is it it like turns off the hormone that makes you feel hungry like temporarily. So then when it comes back on, you feel it more or something. I don't know. But either way, I hope uh, there's a sudden shortage and nobody can get it. That'll be really funny. Look, I've heard the same thing. I've heard that like Ozempic quiets the noise in your brain that like has addicted you to food. And that's why it sounds like it might work to me. Because when I like what when I'm like in an addictive spiral, when I want something like I feel like I'm going to drown if I don't have it. Like, for example, here's how he got me to record the show this week. We're not allowed to go to the casino until we've got the show in the can. Is that fair, Rancho? Yeah. And it's like, that's a pretty good way to do it. I got to go to the casino. I won $50 of crap today, and I can't wait to give it back. Yeah, you got to return it. That's not yours. Can you we can't just take things. Can we just like talk to just tell people, we've spent a lot of time with the casino on this trip. It's really fun. It's the so much fun. Random casinos out in the middle of the California desert are just a class of their own. They got pools. Yes, they got pools. It's like they have mom and pop casinos out here in Joshua Tree. Like, imagine, like, walking into, like, a little one-room casino with, like, 10 or 12 employees. Does that sound weird to you, listeners? And one old guy dying at a slot machine who has been dying in a slot machine for, like, 78 years. He's slowly fading as he presses the button over and over again. Everyone is smoking. Every single person is smoking indoors, which is, look, I don't know why that, like, tickles my ivories. That tickles my ivories, Rancho. I feel like there's not indoor smoking in casinos in New York. Am I wrong? Is there a smoking section at our casino? Tradition? Oh, no. In our casino in New York? Absolutely not. You cannot smoke anywhere in there. Like, usually, people don't want you to smoke indoors because it gives all the employees cancer. <laughs> you know, from secondhand smoke? Yeah. But sometimes you go to a particularly based place that's like, well, it pays your money, it takes your chances. You want to work in a casino, you're going to look like death and then die. And then die at the craps table. That's why they have to, that's why cocktail weight, which just have to be like under eight inches of makeup. Like the cigarette smoke wears it all down. I feel bad for them. I do too. It's a hard life. I really did think I had a plan, listener, with craps. I thought I'd solved for craps, which if I sound like, uh, I don't know, a character in like a night if i sound like clark griswold right now because clark griswold's the kind of character who's like i got a system i've read a book and i've got a system yeah i was about to say you got a system huh i i know it sounds crazy but i did think i had crafts figured out my plan I, I think i've explained this to listeners before but like the craft strategy that people talk about on the internet is like you take odds on six and eight because six and eight are the two most common numbers to come up beside seven. So like if you bet a lot on six and eight, generally things will work out. And there's like little parts of craps where it's kind of like, I don't know, the math works. 
I'm not a mathematician. I just know a lot of people have written about how like the math is like the fairest in craps. Yeah, I remember looking up the like odds of each dice roll, and I think I remember reading that the chance of a seven coming up is something like sixteen percent, but the chance of a six or an eight isn't that much lower than it. It's like thirteen versus sixteen. So if you put money on both eight and six, you've got like a one in four shot you win. Now listen to how confidently we're talking about craps in our crap system, right? I've lost like $300 at the goddamn craps table. I'd just be pressing buttons. I'm not lying. going to lie. You're down, you're down like $200. Total this trip, yeah. In craps. Yeah. We're both down $500 in craps, and here we are talking about a little system, talking about numerical odds and how often a seven comes up. Yeah, you really can't win all of them. You can't. The only way I've won, listeners, again, the only, the only, the only way I've won at craps this entire vacation, we've been in the desert for about two weeks now, is when I give up and I just put $50 on the pass line. And I go, I hope a seven comes up. And then twice it has. Well, facts. If you, um, here's a fact. The next time you put all your money on the pass line, it will pay off. Is that true? That's a fact. I saw like an infographic on the internet about this. It's a documentary. It's called Uncut Gems. <laughs> I know, I saw an infographic about a miner, and he, he seemed to be very close to striking it rich, but he gives up at an inopportune moment. Do you know that 93% of gamblers quite right before they make it big? I've seen that put over this miner, but in a different font, and then the miner looked pixelated. Well, that's you. The one sadly walking away from the big giant cache of diamonds is you. No, it's not. You know why? Because we're recording the loudest podcast right now at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night so we can get our asses back to that casino and lose even more money. Fuck yeah. Let's take people through our trip to Joshua Tree. Well, let's just give them little insights. We don't got to go big. First thing is, there are roadrunners. Yeah, they're actual birds. <laughs> you see the cartoon and there's a coyote chasing a roadrunner. Well, actually, first off, let me just talk about coyotes for a second. We're hiking through Joshua Tree National Park. And all of a sudden, we see like old-fashioned 1940s post. What do the posters say? Now, I just remembered that you're super duper high on edibles. Oh, and you're also referencing something that happened like eight days ago. What it are you was talking a, it about? It was critically important to me. No, I don't remember a fucking poster we saw eight days ago, Asterios. If that indicates that I'm stoned out of my fucking mind, because I bet you can't remember what you had for lunch two to fucking days ago. I can. What was it? I had a vegetable sandwich. Wrong. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Two I days? made chicken. Two days ago? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, listen. I apologize. There you go. The poster said, don't get cozy with a begging coyote. And I just want to say this. I hadn't even considered befriending a coyote before I saw this poster. And an adorable, like, 1940s, like, U.S., like, G.I. Bill artist, like, drawing, like, an adorable little coyote. Begging for snacks. Yeah, you know, I wasn't thinking about feeding and befriending a coyote, but now I want to. So you're telling me they beg? So you're telling me they do like a little adorable begging thing? That's the first good thing I've heard about coyotes in my entire life. Because when I'm born, I'm seeing this coyote trying to fuck up this roadrunner, and this roadrunner seems really cool. And then I come out to the desert and I see them. They're teeny tiny little birds. Yeah, they're really thin. They're so much small. Look, 
That Roadrunner in the cartoon, God bless him. I love that Roadrunner. He looks nothing like the Roadrunners that we see out here. Imagine this. Imagine like a New York City pigeon who just decided to run as fast as he could. That's what it's fair. Is that what they look like? True or false? It's so funny. Listener, imagine a bird. Imagine driving your car at like 20 miles an hour and a bird is just sprinting alongside of you. Just want to see what's going on in there. Say hi. Oh, it just veers off. It's got stuff to do. I don't know where they're running to. I don't know what they're running from. Clearly, they're not running from coyotes because they're in dire straits. Coyotes are begging humans for help. And look, Rancho, I swear to God, I don't know what I would do. I know the poster says not to get cozy with a begging coyote. It's begging for its life? Why are you putting me in this position where, like, I'm holding dominion and sway over the life of a coyote? I was imagining it begging as, like, do they do dog things? That's are what coyotes, I was imagining. Are coyotes technically dogs? I mean, yeah, do- or dogs are technically coyotes. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry, I just realized I was about to do one of those things where I sounded like I knew what I was talking about, but I don't. I'm sorry. I was imagining the coyote, like, uh, uh, like yes. whining or something. Exactly. You're not going to give him some of your, some of your gore? I'll give him my hand if he wanted to gnaw on that. And again, don't get cozy with a bank coyote. Here's what that tells me. I can get cozy. If I chose to, I could cozy up to a coyote, put it under my arm, rub its head, nuzzle its sharp little ears. You're telling me that I could like tame a coyote? And then maybe teach it to become friends with the Roadrunner? Maybe it's what it's like that. It's like that. No, because they suddenly turn on you. Like the guy, the guy that got eaten by a bear, the guy that lived amongst the bears. Listeners, once upon a time, there was an actor named Nathan Masry. And Nathan Masry was up for the role of Sam from Cheers. And they decided instead to give it to this uh, dude, the dude that's on The Good Place. The guy that's the, guy that's the devil on The Good Place. Ted Danson. Ted Theodore Danson. Danson. They t- gave it to Ted that's Danson. That's Whoopi Goldberg's husband. He did blackface once. So he's so fucking distraught, listener, by this like rejection. He's like, I've done. I've had enough with Hollywood would have had enough with the rat race i'm gonna go live amongst the bears i'm gonna record it so then he goes and he allegedly befriends a bunch of grizzly bears and everything's cool until one day it wasn't and the bears just like ate him and it was recorded it's recorded on film and somebody made a documentary about this guy and they interview his girlfriend and they're like now we have records of your boyfriend's screams and shouts as- <laughs> He was eaten by fucking bears. Would you like to hear them? I told you this story. Yeah, and it's awesome. You're telling me this like I'm... Th- this is Grizzly Man. Telling the listener. Well, I know, but I just like yelling. I don't know. Okay, I like yelling. That's all right. You I think yell. you're cool. Like, no, but it's... Yeah, so the documentary is called Grizzly Man. And the reason I told you about Grizzly Man... And by the way, I just want to bring up one more thing about Theodore I Danson. love how you're saying that like you fucking own it. Like it happened to you. You didn't know Jess. shit. You just... Spit my own goddamn antidote pack every month. You didn't know jack shit about anything until I told you about okay, it. Okay, that's very true. Especially the TikTok we'll be talking yeah, about. Especially the second half of this episode. Especially the TikTok we'll be talking about later today. Which one more thing about Ted Danson, though. Can you believe that he cheated on Mary Steenburgen with the actress who played Jed Zia Dax on Star Trek Deep Space Nine when she played the lovable, plucky bartender at the coffee shop? 
in Ted Danson's sitcom Becker. If you just made all those things up right now, every single one of those names, I would have been, I would not be able to detect it at all. Everyone's always like, oh, Ted Danson, oh, he's such a nice, lovable guy. Oh, him and Mary Steenburgen, you know, him and Mary Steenburgen, you know, they, he and Jadzia Dax got it on. And I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, Ted Danson probably gave her enough sex for 12 full lifetimes. Yeah, you know who's another guy like that that they say he's really nice, but I got to uh Tom Hanks. Because if you remember in 2007, he was on that movie Arabian Planet where he hooked up with Sabrina McPherson. I don't think Tom Hanks hooked up with Sabrina McPherson. I think you're, I think you're high on edibles and I think you're just talking. <laughs> no, those are just two made up things. I said, I wanted to see if you were able to detect that they were made up. Well, first off, the idea that you would know Tom Hanks dirt that I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's true. incredible to me. Because I have been waiting. The sword of Damocles has been hanging over his head my whole life. Oh, we love him. He's one of the bosom buddies. Oh, look at him. He's Punchline from Punchline. Oh, look, he's the kid in Big. Sums up. The only thing I can think of is that he derives a sick sexual pleasure from appearing normal in public. <laughs> and actually... He is coming buckets. Nothing is getting him rock harder than being milk toast and not causing controversy. Rachel, am I right or am I wrong? He needs to be put in a chastity cage before he goes to like get interviewed on the red carpet because everybody's telling him how humble and normal he is. Yeah, exactly. And he can't have a fucking Woody for the photographs. He's doing little cameos on 30 Rock left to right. Oh, he'll show up on Sesame Street. He's modern day Mr. Rogers. Didn't we? He play Mr. Rogers in the Mr. Rogers movie. Yeah, fucking yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Here's the thing. This guy's dick is locked up tighter than Fort Knox. I'm telling you right now, his dick is wrapped up like a mummy down there, and he is straining against the cage. You know how it's currently October, Rancho? Yeah. Sadly, it's a different month for Thomas Hanks. It's a no October. It's called Locktober. <laughs> 31 days of frights and chills. Zero unlocks. I have this twisted theory that uh, Gino and Jasmine from 90 Day Fiance are also in one of these kind of relationships because she's always like screaming at it. There's always this, every fucking episode, there's a scene where he offers her something or she asks for something crazy. Either she asks for something crazy or he offers her something and then she gets crazy and asks for something crazy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I can't afford that, Jasmine. And then she starts screaming and yelling and running around out of the room and everybody on the internet is like oh my god why doesn't he leave him she's so awful she's such a bitch and i'm like because his cock is in a cage like yes. do you guys not like do you not hear it in his voice he's like no jasmine don't do that jasmine no jasmine you're throwing my stuff out the window no he's getting off on this he's getting off on this woman abusing him it's like real life fandom listeners there that's the simplest way I could put it. It's IRL face-to-face -face analog findom. Yeah, I think he's getting off on it. Of if anybody's seen is. that show. That freak? That James Carville-looking motherfucker. <laughs> it's Hannibal Lecter down there. His thing is not just in the straitjacket. It's also in that little cart that Hannibal... You know how like they moved Hannibal Lecter around with a hand truck? 
No, what? They moved Hannibal Lecter out of the head. Well, he's a dangerous guy. Oh, I never remember who Hannibal Lecter is now. And they were right to do it. Because according to an episode of Family Guy that I saw that recalled the plot of Silence <laughs> of the Lambs, he does rip a cop's face off and wear it like a Halloween mask. Well, you got to keep that guy locked up. Yeah, exactly. He's the person we need the ultimate Locktober for. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. What were we talking Roadrunners. I wanted to wonder, I wanted to like wow people with some of our desert adventures out here. There's roadrunners everywhere. We have not seen quails yet. I know. What's the deal? Are they migrating? Do they migrate? It, it, they may, Yes, honestly, like it, we haven't ever been to the desert this part of the year. Like they may all be hibernating. Birds are so fucking dumb. What do you fucking mean you hibernate? I don't know. Or you, you migrate. That's what I meant. What the fuck you mean you fly somebody where else for half of the year? Fuck you. I don't know. How much farther south could they fly? Like, we're almost in Mexico down here. Yeah, like, fuck you, birds. Why do you have to be in Mexico? It's not even that much warmer down there. The la- oh, that's what it's, it's, it is absolutely not. Although the, although the water probably would be nice. But, like, last time we came to the desert, we lived in a place that had one of those quail condos. I know. So cute. So, listeners, there are these desert birds. Are they called the desert quail? Is that what they're <laughs> They're name? called the California quail. They're called the California quail. And look. I don't know if this is the official bird of California, but it should be. It fucking should be if it's not. He got a little donger. Rancho, paint a word picture of the of the bird and the donger. The California quail is one of the stupidest looking fucking birds in the entire world. It has on its head, uh, Google, uh, Jamie, Google Ahegal, not Ahegal, fuck, oh my God. Ahuego? That's, that's the sex face. No, it, it's, there's okay, I'll a, Google it. There's a word for- Oh my- What's happening here on this Hot Topic sweatshirt? What's the... Hang on, one second. (laughs) People wear these sweatshirts out with these lady faces? I sure hope they don't anymore, but I used to see people at conventions with those all the goddamn time. I would think you'd like it. You like freaks and their freak business. Ahoge. The fuck are you talking about? Ahoge. It's a big... It's a a big... it's just you're very uh, you're very affected by edibles, and yeah. it's very funny to me. You're just saying nonsense words. Bleep, blorp, gibbles, glue. <laughs> gibbles. Anyway, yeah. No, it's a little fat little bird. It looks like a tiny little miniature turkey. Yeah. Like if you shrunk a turkey down to like one eighth its size, and then in its forehead, it has just a giant feather hanging off of it for no fucking reason. It got a deedle bopper. Like, you know how aliens got the two little deedle boppers, listeners? It got one deedle bopper coming out of the center of its head like a unicorn horn, only it's one feather. We don't know why it got that feather. It's very, 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 very cute. They just have this one little little donger, little deedle bopper feather. I love them. How does that even end up like that? Like, what fucking evolutionary advantage did that provide that made the quails with a random stupid-ass feather on their head survive and reproduce more effectively than the quails without the stupid-ass feather on their head? I'll tell you. Chicks started to dig the feather. I bet. I bet you're right. That's, Birds all have some dumb, stupid-ass thing like that. Like uh, the house sparrow. I don't know if I've said this on the show, but listeners, I'm just like a wealth of bird facts. It really does sneak up on you. Like you spend your whole life indifferent to birds, and then you hit, you start hitting a certain age, and then you're like, whoa, damn, these birds really do be everywhere. They do be majestic and shit. But house sparrows, the male birds, have this big black patch on their chest, and the birds will organize themselves 
themselves. They'll live in little military-like barracks. And the one with the biggest black patch is the de facto leader always. Yes. Like, and all the girl birds like him just for, I don't know, just cause. And, like, fiction becomes fact. He becomes the alpha. <laughs> These girls, they they go crazy for the patch. The bigger the patch, the better. The Sigma. The Sigma birds have a <laughs> dip them, roll around in uh, oil. The Sigma bird. We were talking about that. All right. So anyway, so that's why the quail, I bet the chicks, I bet the bigger and fluffier the donger, the, the better the mate they made. Speaking of Sigma. The other day, Ranger and I both like turned to each other at the same time and realized that we'd A, been thinking about Sigmas, and B, had the same opinion, which was, all right, so these incels created like the idea of the alpha, right? Yeah. So these incels, they're like obsessed with the ideas of like Chad's and Stacy's and like they're obsessed with alphas. But then they realized like, oh, becoming an alpha Becoming like a Chad, like who could go to like any party and like chat up any girl, that would require like any kind of social skills. So because I can never become an alpha, I'm going to create a new thing called Sigma, which is an alpha without a pack, which is a wolf that stays in his room on his computer. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to They created like a god, realized they could never become it, and had to quickly create a second god that was more attainable. Yeah, I do like that they just made a new one. And are like, no, you wouldn't get it. You're just an alpha. I'm a Sigma. <laughs> Yeah, no, that didn't exist last week, actually. You guys talk about alphas more than anybody. I like it a lot. I'm going to make one bigger than Sigma. Which is? It's called a Theta Boy. A Theta Boy? A Theta Boy. Okay. Pitch me why the Theta Boy okay, first is better all, than the Alpha and the Sigma. So the Theta Boy has transcended the human need for communication, period, David. Okay. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the data boy. <laughs> you see, alphas are talking to their Stacys, their meat brains. Yeah. Sigmas, they're on their forums, their meat brains. They're, they're <laughs> one step up from meat brains, but the data boy is so advanced that he communicates just with a series of grunts. Okay, so technolo- technology is expanding at a rapid pace. Would you agree uh, with J that? The J-curve of technology, I agree. It's going up. We're all going to be living in the metaverse this time next year. Everybody, Everybody knows that. All of us. The humans that are most advanced are the humans that are most connected to technology and are most in tune. Like, you know how you can paint the colors of the wit? Like, you can be one with nature. The Theta Boy is one with computer. <laughs> And the Theta Boy communicates entirely via grunts and apps. Okay. Because this thing, this plebeian uh-huh. thing we're doing called yeah. speaking, yeah. that's going to be gone for the next six months. It's so imprecise and illogical to have to use these words. Why can't people just tell what I want and give it to me, no questions asked? Exactly. Says the Theta Boy. Says the Theta Boy. And he would accept nothing less because he is transcended. The Sigma meme, I don't know, for some reason that Sigma guy is always like ripped. Yeah. So is the Theta Boy just like one giant arm? (laughs) (laughs) Is the Theta Boy just like, uh, does he look like one of those people who's taken so many steroids that they look like they're in pain? No, complete opposite. Wait, I'm sorry. The Theta Boy is a very hungry skeleton. Really? And this is aspirational. This is aspirational because the Theta Boy has also transcended the need for food. 
Okay. His metabolism is working at rates just unknown to mankind and before. Wi- and women love these hungry skeletons who mumble and can't meet their gaze. Right, exactly. They and do? No, 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 no. They've also transcended the need for women. What? <laughs> Wait, what? They have a chat GPT for that. Then what am I aspiring to? The whole point of becoming a Sigma and Alpha so is so I can talk to ladies. Well, that, that's because that's why Turbo Boy, or that's why Theta Boy is something to aspire to. It's like becoming one with the Matrix. Oh. It's like you can't wrap your brain around it because you're still in human. You're, you're on the human. You're thinking human. You need I to am think system, human. systemically, Wait systemically. And so you're telling me, kind of like Ozempic shuts down the food noise. Becoming a theta boy shuts down the pussy noise. Correct. And then I'll want nothing to do with Stacy's, which will give them the added benefit of wanting everything to do with me. Because what do you want? What you can't have. And there's one living theta boy in the world, and it's Vitalik Buterin. <laughs> the guy the guy that made Ethereum. That is like the the theta boy. He reigns supreme. He's got all the characteristics. Number one, he is a computer. Made up Ethereum. Where the fuck did that come from? DeFi? What the fuck? How do you come up with that shit? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Number two, hungry. Hungry as fuck. You seen him? He's never eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Sergey. If you combine him and Sergey together, you would get exactly one normal BMI. (laughs) 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 And third... Uh, I, I don't know. He looks he looks like he doesn't speak. If you're going to tell me a guy invented a cryptocurrency, I'm going to tell you that's a Theta Boy. That's real Theta Boy shit he's doing. Speaking of crypto, I realized that my love of gambling... Well, first off, I realized a couple of things. I realized, number one, we're probably not going to get to all the topics today. Oh, so many good topics. So before we can go to the casino and get on this vacation... We have to sit down and we have to talk about that TikTok girl that, that ate 45 oysters she or whatever. She ate 48 fucking oysters, hysteria. There's some lady who ate a ton of... I'm so excited to talk about this lady, but we got to update people on gambling. Okay, yeah, well, update This us. is what I'm realizing. Crypto, for you, is like sports betting for me. You know how I'm up until like 3 in the morning looking at all my little bets, all my little tiny little sports bets, $5 here, $10 there? That's like you, a couple of years ago... With your 19 Foxfire wallets open looking at your 45 blank borks. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish crypto was still fun. Exactly. It's not fun. Gambling is fun. Is that the new wave? This is the thing, baby. Everyone's getting into good old-fashioned sports betting through a bookie. Everybody's doing it. Everybody, everybody's got uncut gems fever. All right, so listeners. It's been a couple episodes. I think the last episode we had, I was about to lay down a bunch of money on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm happy to say that all of those bets won. Oh, yes. Which is great. I bet our entire Patreon on the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. The Eagles won. But the thing is, because the Eagles are so dominant, that only earned our listeners like $200. Like a $1,250 bet like netted like $200. So without... Telling our listeners or asking them, I went double or nothing. Well, they would have wanted that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they would have too. So I took the money back and I bet on the Eagles again. And then the Eagles won again. And then I did that a third time, listeners. That's fucking pushing it. I did that a third time and the Eagles won again. I would have bet a fourth time by now, listeners. I would have done it. Your money might be gone. Except for the fact that we're in 
fucking California. And in California, you can't lay down a goddamn sports bet. I know. Isn't that bullshit? Are you dying? I can't even go to the casino and lay down a sports bet, which was my plan B. What? Because it's technically a reservation or something? I don't know. I don't know why, but like I go to casino. Usually you go to a casino, there's a little guy there and you can give him some money and put some bet on the bulls or whatever. Why? You can? That's how sports betting is. Oh, damn. I never tried it. Because remember at the end of Uncut Gems movie I haven't seen, Julia Fox is on her way in the helicopter to the casino to lay the bet. Nice. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. It seems scary. Julia Fox is terrifying. Yeah. So the thing is, I haven't been able to bet, which is bad and good for you listeners. It's bad because the Eagles have since won again, and you would have had even more money. It's good in that maybe Daddy probably shouldn't have the keys to the car. Maybe it's probably better that I'm not allowed to sports bet for a month. Because I was sports betting constantly all the time. Yeah, how do we put it in Toxalock on your phone? I think when we talked about this a little bit today, I think this is the way that we can get more episodes of the loudest podcast out of my broken brain. Because like, look, don't you think I want to make an episode a week? Of course I do. I have brain problems. But I love sports betting so much that I'm thinking no sports bets until the episode's out. Because then I'm looking at all these games and all the money I'm losing on these goddamn games. Yeah, you got to hold yourself to that, though. I think I can do it. Do you think I can do it? I you think don't you think, could. You don't think I could do no, it. No, I don't think you can. You clearly don't think I Explain why you don't think I can do it. I just don't think you. I think the siren song is too strong. I think it, I think there should be some kind of There like, needs to be a cage. Tax. Yeah. Yes, there needs to be a, okay. Oh, no, we're saying two different things. Oh, but I was going to say, gonna say there needs to be like a cage on the phone. That would be nice. Like you put it in the box and it unlocks two days later. I would like, it would be nice to have a cage or to be put in a cage. I feel like I need it. I want to be in a cage. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Imagine how cozy that would be. Me, you, a begging coyote, a cage. <laughs> okay, how about this? If I don't make an episode, I'm not allowed to sports bet. And then if I accidentally sports bet, I have to give you $50 and then you have to bet it. And whatever bet you're going to make is going to horrify me. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to see you like being like, I don't know, the Braves or whatever. I'm going to be like, no. Even though actually the Braves are very good. I'm going to intentionally try to lose. I can tell you're going to do that. To punish you. Because look, just losing the money isn't enough. I need to see the money gambled poorly. You know what I mean? You think so? That's you think that'll hurt more? The ultimate insult is you taking my art and making garbage out of it. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm going to shed it up real good and put it all on the dolphins, baby. I think they're bad. They're real bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't know. I know the Miami Dolphins only as a reference to a bad football team. But the thing is, in Ace Ventura, they were good. Were they? That's the thing that confuses you about the Miami Dolphins. They're like a super duper winning team in Ace Ventura. Oh, man. I had such a good opportunity to shoplift today. I really faced a moral dilemma. And let me tell you what happened because I could have 100%. Let me tell you exactly what happened. It was like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> it could have been an anime devil and angel on my shoulder. All right. So I'm standing in this uh, upper scale consignment sh- shop. I'm looking at clothes. They're like, it's like $150 per item. And it's a consignment store. So there's no like bleep bleep boop tags on anything right i'm walking around i'm looking at stuff and there's two other people in the store it's 
the lady who I recognized, the person who owns the store, because yeah. I'd been in the store earlier, and some other employee who's like sitting on a chair on his phone, and he's like deeply engrossed in something on his phone. So the la- boss lady is like, Kevin, have you restocked the X yet? And he's like, no, I'm going to do that right now. Oh, my God. Did you see that video that I sent you? And she looks, she's like, Kevin, I have to go upstairs. So I really do need you to be engaged here, like with cus- with the store and stuff. She's dressing Kevin down? Yes, yeah, she in is. In front of the customers? I'm standing right there. I'm not looking at them in the eyes. I'm pretending I'm not even listening to them, but I am listening. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I'm going upstairs. I need you to be engaged and mind the store. And he says, yeah, I will. And he looks, and he looks around, and he waits for her to, like, walk up the stairs out of eyesight. And then he immediately, like, gets real deep back into his phone. I'm talking, like, his legs are spread, like, a foot apart. He's hunched over. Nothing in the world exists except, like, the floor and his phone to this dude. And I'm thinking to myself, man... It would be more, not more, it would be moral to steal right now because that would teach, like, I'd be gone and out of here. And, right, man, Kevin's really going to learn a lesson from this if I just took this $300 coat and just walked out the door with it, which I absolutely could have done. I don't know why stealing from an unhappy couple is more morally acceptable, but it is. When you think of mom and pop... You don't think of mom and pop and their divorce lawyers. You know what I mean? If this lady's going to be screaming to Kevin to be more engaged in front of the... Okay, listen. First off, she's right. I saw Kevin. That guy was fucking (laughs) eating his phone. Yeah, you saw him. You saw how deep in it he was. I'm good. Listen, it would actually be almost too easy to just like take this lady's side. (laughs) Like this fucking like turbo hipster. This like... 1970s like desert rat guy with like these like little spectacles he's wearing like a cab driver beanie he's wearing like one of those jackets with like a one inch pin he's the definition of his mom will get him out of trouble like you gotta steal from this guy just to see what happens to this relationship right and i'm thinking to myself i'm standing there and i'm even standing and looking at the 300 dollars coat and i'm looking at him and i'm like i'm at an angle right now if i just walked out of the door with this in my hand he would not like notice any flashes yes not, no he would not notice anything out of his peripheral vision that would cause him to look up and i'm like nothing there's no tags on anything there's no cameras in here like i will be gone and I'll be out of this state by the time they realize they've been robbed. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to myself and then I'm suddenly just like, Tara, just stop. What do you, no, stop, bad. And then I left. <laughs> Nothing in hands. Kevin's still on his phone. But you could have gotten away with it. It's I, the, hundred it's the I could have gotten fruit. away with it, put it outside and then went back in and got more. It's the sweetest fruit. I've seen this guy. Listeners, look. This guy looks like a real twerp. (laughs) I've taken Rancho to this one store a couple of times. He's always sitting like outside the store. Yeah, what was the deal with that? On like a metal folding chair, smoking a cigarette, lost in his phone. And it's like, look, man, if you did want to make this store, you could have gotten out of it way before there's like a huge sign and like the store has a Pandora account to play the music. Your fiance or your wife got the square reader. You guys made a little like fashion. Ta- like it's too late to act like this guy. 
Grow up. Maybe he was like silently praying I would steal it because he wants the store to go under. Like maybe he does that intentionally. It's like a, it's like, it's like a, fr- maybe sometimes a cigar is such a, just a cigar. I know he was like, oh no, I hope people don't shoplift us directly out of business and I can just stay home all day with my Moog synthesizer. I'm a little high, but it has the same energy as when I got pulled over once when I was a teenager and I was like crying and the cop is like, listen, if you plead not guilty, I might be too busy to show up to court that day. It's like, oh, I'm looking at my phone. Sure hope nobody steals anything. No, he want, he wanted you. He was giving you the Iggy, it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like there was a little twinkle in this guy's eye. Now he's managing life with you, a nice lady in a nice coat, who's not going to tell him to quote, be more gay. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so hard. I, listen, I know this guy's the, I know this guy's the villain. I know this guy's the villain of the story. I know this man is the villain of the story. You can't just tell someone to quote, act more engaged with the story in front of a customer. That's so like deep. It's like so emasculating. To be fair, I think I don't know if she knew I was in earshot because it was like, there's a register right here and that's where they were talking to each other. And I was like over here looking at clothes. I wasn't like standing right there. It's still like a public play. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> like you should still have your like best behavior. We're in public here. All right. Anyway, are there any more fun little desert adventures stories to tell? Oh, I took Rancho up and down the Palm Springs Walk of Fame, which I absolutely love because it's like Maury Povich has a star on the Palm Springs Walk of Fame. It is. It's like the shitty Simpsons version of the Walk of Fame. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. It's like... One of the guys from Counting Cars, like, is on the is on like the Walk of Fame. I'm trying to think of who else is on the Walk. Of- Scott Baio definitely like has a star on the Walk of Fame, which reminds me, should I buy that Charles and Charge Letterman jacket? Yeah, that's from that vintage store. The guy with the guy. <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. Okay, so there's this one vintage store right here in the desert, and wait, look, we'll wrap up. We gotta, we have to take apart this TikTok next time. Yeah, we will. There's one vintage store in the desert that we absolutely love. It's like run by like a crazy guy who sells his own psilocybin mushroom chocolate bars for $40 each, just right behind the counter. I was and too I scared to, to try buy one for Rancho, and she said no. I was too scared. <laughs> you were too scared to eat the used clothing store guy's homemade mushroom candy bars? I bet it's full of that fake Ozempic. Fake Ozempic. Okay, okay, okay. Well, God, we'll stay away from that. But this guy... He had a, like a Letterman jacket, like clearly like a very, this thing must have cost two or three hundred dollars to make back in 1985. Got a big C on the front and on the back it says Charles in Charge. It's as if you played for like the Philadelphia Charles in Charge. Yeah, I was going to say that's not where you put the name. No. <laughs> right? No, it's not. And it, Okay. On the back, you expect Chicago Bulls or New New York Knickerbockers. They're the Charles in charges. They're not the Charleses. You should look up if there is like some dumb celebrity like charity baseball game or something. And that's like a relic or a replica of it. Because remember, like, didn't JoJo Siwa pitch in something with a bunch of wrestlers earlier this year? Oh, well, you're thinking of the Rock and Jock. Uh, softball jam. But no, that these were clearly crew gifts. It worked on Charles and Charles season two. Christmas, you got this very expensive jacket. 
It's you know nice. How many Mad TV jackets I have. You do? Well, I mean, I've gotten rid of a lot of them because they were. Because th- here's the thing: Mad TV, shitty show. Worked on it for four years. Not a lot of money. Very shitty jackets. Charles in Charge was clearly a huge network hit. I That's might. how you tell your ratings is how good the jacket is at the That's end of the exactly season. Exactly how you tell how much the network likes you is how. I might have to go get this jacket. Okay, listeners, we're gonna end the show right now. I'm going to hop in the car. I might go pick up this jacket right now. I, this jacket's calling to me. It's a crew gift. You need it. Gift yourself. Charles in charge jacket. He wanted to sell it to me for 130 He was willing to let it go for 90 Oh, my God. I know. And I, I may be regretting this for the rest. I hope the jacket's still there. We better get in the rental car right the fuck now. Yeah, we got to go. All right, listen. We will be back next week. Hopefully... By the next time you're listening to me, I'm back in a state with, the, with some laws that'll let me goddamn sports gamble. But for now, listeners, you are up pretty significantly with yeah. this Eagles bet. And once we get out of the nanny state where yes. we have freedoms and rights and we're not in communist North Korea, we can gamble your money again. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. Although, although I am getting tempted. You know how close I am to going to one of these illegal offshore crypto casinos for my sports betting what is that there's a website it's called like bodog or Bo- <laughs> bova or it's been around for like 20 years and it's like you can go there and you can make a little bet and you'll probably get your money back but there's always a chance that you won't it's weird it's like a pirate casino that's you know, scary you know what i mean it's like it's operating entirely on like nothing's gone wrong so far. <laughs> so nothing will ever. Yeah, there's this other kind of casino I, that they, they keep trying to advertise me for, where it's like uh, the the Chumba Casino, the ch- 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 the Chumba Casino. You go there and you play blackjack. You can play blackjack all day for free. You can also buy a hundred dollars worth of Chumba coins <laughs> that come with like a free Chumba sticker. Like a digital sticker that you can then exchange somewhere down the line for money. So you're not technically like playing blackjack for money. You're playing for stickers. You know what I mean? That can't. I always hear about these things like that, like those bullshit things like, uh, oh, like there's a fucking cannabis store near where we live. (laughs) That's like not they're not allowed to sell weed no because only certain places are allowed to sell weed like the government has to specifically give you a license to sell weed yes but they want to sell weed of course they do so they've decided that they're selling these stickers for fifty dollars and then you get a weed cartridge with it and they're like oh see we're not technically selling the weed i'm like no this doesn't solve the fucking problem the problem is that this substance is illegal to like, sell you don't you aren't allowed no it's i don't think you're allowed to give away drugs either i don't know about that <sighs> i don't know because the thing is if it's just a bonus gift between buddies right look have you seen these stickers they are easily not worth 50 dollars, and that's the first thing i've good <laughs> i i considered going out of that little marijuana store by our house and being like we have much nicer stickers at the Loudest Podcast. I'm just going to give you a couple. Why don't you sell people these stickers? You absolutely should. You should walk in there and be like, hey, this is merch from my podcast. You can have them for free yes. if you hand them out. Be- because it's like, if they go to the cops and they're like, these are the stickers we're selling, the cops might be like, oh, Mimi Yori, 
excellent. So, so high quality, too. And then it last a long time? And then the cops will start listening to the loudest podcast. Exactly. And then we have an army of cops at our disposal, and we can finally secede. And by the way, if I find out the cops start listening to this podcast, I'm immediately flipping. We're calling this the bluest podcast, and we're going to be like, oh my God, perps, am I right? Yeah, it's the loudest blue line. (laughs) Welcome to the loudest uh, annoying wife who's a cheerleader coach. Look, I'm going to put on the glasses. We're going to start podcasting from the car, and you're going to start hearing a lot about how people got too many rights these days. I live in Virginia, probably. All right, listeners, hopefully I will not have lost all of your money at a shady... Oh, I'm so tempted to go to Bodog now. Do it, Chumba. No, I can share money. All right, okay, leave a comment. Listeners, should I take all of your winnings and convert it into crypto, send that crypto to a shady offshore sports book and hope the Eagles win again? Sound off in the comments. And put an exclamation point on the YouTube comments if you think we should put all of our money in Squid Game coin. That's going to come back, right? No, season two's coming soon. I'm telling you. It's okay. going to moon. So first time. It's going to moon. Exactly. What if we become trillionaires? <laughs> oh my God. Well, listen. We got to get to that craps table first. We got to become trillionaires there. Then the coin. We're selling stickers at this drug place. I'm telling you, I don't think they ever took it off the market. I think it just went back to point zero to the hundredth power one value. Wouldn't it cost more money and take more time to take one of these shit coins off the market? Probably. What are you gonna do? Just leave it there. All right. We'll talk to you later, listeners. Bye.